A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. We all need it, can't live without it. A Gotham City, oh Hello, everyone, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by thebatmanuniverse.net. Check out thebatmanuniverse.net for many other great Batman podcasts. I am Josh, and with me is... Stella! And uh, we are back in 2015, a new year, and the second half of Gotham's first season. We're back from mid-season break to discuss Rogue's Gallery. How was everyone's time off? Stella, how was your time off? Did you do anything interesting? It was great. I went to New York City with my parents, and I, it was a nice family bonding time, and we saw three different shows. We saw the Radio City uh, Christmas Spectacular, which was, in fact, spectacular. The Rockettes definitely deserve all the praise they get. Uh, a play called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, which is based off of a book, and a musical comedy a Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, and I would heartily recommend all three of those, though you can't see the Radio City anymore. I had a good break, I suppose. You know, uh, it was the holidays, so um, lots of getting together with family. And podcasting-wise, um, I was on the Batgirl the Oracle fifth anniversary show, and it was awesome. And Woo! anyone who listens to this show should listen to that one. Because it's got all, because it's got all the same people, you know. So why? In fact, yeah. And Barbara yeah, Keaton exactly. is on the is on that one <laughs> as a zombie. Oh, well, she was. Um, <laughs> so basically, the same I know, Barbara right? Keaton that we saw. Um, did you know that movie. over the break, yeah. Fish Mooney and uh, Don Maroney made a movie together? You know, I didn't know that. Okay, so um, I went to see Annie, the new version of Annie, uh-huh. um, over the break, and it, it it was all right. But I wish that they would have been a little more um, embracing of the source material because it felt like they were ashamed of some of their source material at times. But um, I noticed one of the cast members in there, Cameron Diaz, who was awesome in it. Her love interest was one of the cops from Dexter. I was like, oh, I know this guy. He's great. And I promise, I, I promise this is leading to Gotham. Um, sure. And at the end of the movie, I do a spit take because it says produced <laughs> by Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And I'm like, Fish Mooney made this movie? And um, so that was shocking me. And as I'm watching Gotham last night and Don Maroney, spoiler alert, is you know yelling at Penguin – I'm listening to the way he's yelling because remember, over the break, I binged all of Dexter, all eight seasons. So, like, I I don't even think I had started Dexter by the time we did, um, you know, uh, Lovecraft. So I'm noticing like something about Don Maroney. I'm like, he's really familiar. I was like, wait a second, he's the cop from Dexter. He 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 was a regular on Dexter for all eight seasons, and on Dexter, he's playing a Puerto Rican, which is the actor's actual actual nationality. But in this, he's, you know, a stereotypical Italian. So I was like, Fish Mooney and Don Maroney took a break from being mob bosses to do Annie the reboot. Maybe because Gotham is so dark that their heart was getting black, so they decided they needed to do something lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> hey, it's more reasonable than some of your things that you come up with. Giant chickens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, – so that was our break. Um, Rogue's Gallery, a, you know, a little brief lowdown of what went down in there. Gordon is at Arkham as punishment for, you know, trying to go after the mayor and uh, his presence at the murder of Lovecraft. You know, the little cover-up that the mayor did there. It was suicide, and I won't hear anything different. And basically, Gordon is getting, like, his butt handed to him at Arkham. Like, stuff is happening, and he's getting yelled at about it. Like, at stuff that I don't even think he'd have any control over. Yeah, like, I agree. Security guard, how dare you know those people get into a fight? It's like, well, he stopped the fight. You can't, but whatever. Um, but it turns out that patients are being abducted and being experimented on with a electro shock therapy in the middle of the night. So Gordon has to get to the bottom of it, and he's not supposed to call the police, but he does it anyway. So we get a reunion between Bullock and Gordon, and a kiss. It was shipper tastic. 
Yeah, I actually um, I sent a text to somebody and I said Bullock and Gordon finally kissed this episode, and I I received a reply at last. <laughs> okay. They're investigating this, and uh, Gordon has some allies at Arkham: one Leslie Tompkins and a nurse Dorothy. One of them you know from the comics. One of them you don't. Guess which one turns out to be evil? Leslie Tompkins. Exactly. Um, I was wondering for a brief second if they were going to go there, but it turns out that they weren't. But while all this is going on, um, Barbara Keane has not – You know, we asked mm. what everyone did over the break. Barbara Keane has not left that bed. I know. That she first was she in doesn't with leave Renault the apartment. Yeah. First she doesn't leave the apartment. Now she doesn't leave the bed. Yeah. It's where and um, it looks like she's back to her old ways because I saw some empty pill bottles – by the bed. Um, yeah. I'd have to watch again more closely to see if there was a sign of any other drugs, but Renee's dialogue led me to believe that uh, there's that there's been some relapsing for both of them going on. Mm-hmm. So Renee breaks off the relationship, and uh, Barbara's upset, and she finally calls Jim. For some reason, she calls her apartment, which Jim shouldn't be living in, uh, you know, according to what she said in the pilot. And Ivy picks up because Ivy and Selena are staying there because Selena knows that it's abandoned. And uh, Barbara doesn't know the difference between a little girl and a full-grown woman, you know, who she's might. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so she thinks that, you know, Jim has stepped out on her. So she's very, very upset. Fish talks about overthrowing Falcone again, and I have some things to say about this later. Yeah, she has Butch try and turn one of the other mobsters to their side, but Butch winds up killing the guy instead. And I think that's it. Which was his best friend. That was a pretty big moment, I'd say. I, I kind of saw it coming, but... Um, I did as well. When they were in the car, I saw it, but I was shocked nonetheless just because they were childhood friends. Well, and when he's like, oh, I didn't give you the freshest cut of meat. Yeah. Um, and it, it turns out, you know, it looks like the case has been solved and that, you know, it was Nurse Dorothy who's doing the electromagnetic stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it turns out she's just one of the pawns. And um, it was this guy named Gruber who winds up escaping, and according to the preview for in two weeks from now, um, we'll be continuing that plot line. So we have, I guess, technically our first two-part, or our first like multi-arc episode mm-hmm. of the series. So that was our return to Gotham. How did you feel about uh, returning to Gotham last night? I... We, we kind of went back, for me, on just a mishmash of scenes and the again what i really want to follow is uh penguin and penguin storyline wasn't really the strongest in this particular one i think fish overshadowed him to a certain extent or you know what was surrounding fish but i always like to follow jim gordon and i think that i mean this was obviously what the episode was about was what jim was going on and i think having selena and ivy was a little too much i mean at one point there was literally one like scene of selena on the balcony looking down and then they flashed a fish and i thought what in the world kind of transition is that from arkham to fish so i think we took a a step backwards again having too much going on and i didn't like the barbara gordon stuff at all or or but sorry the barbara keen stuff at all not yet not yet Uh, because and maybe not ever the way things are going yeah i thought it was plain ridiculous but i love love loved leslie tompkins uh i i think she really pulled it off and i really uh that that character captured me for its first time on the screen yeah, I see. I didn't even mention the Penguin plot line, which, you know, um, we can get to. But basically, you know, Don Maroney lets Penguin get arrested, you know, and gets him out of jail. But basically to take him down a peg because Penguin's getting too big for his britches. Um, yeah, last night I was excited in preparation to return to Gotham and I went to the gym, um, you know, because it's time to do that again. You know, New Year uh, and everything. My gym membership actually was kind of lapsed towards the end of the year, year last year. So I wasn't able to make as many uh, trips and I'm trying to get it renewed. But I thought I went as a guest last night and you're only allowed a certain amount of guest visits a year. So I was watching and the first half of the episode, I was thinking, Oh man, I'm really not feeling this episode. I'm, you know, it was kind of par for the course. And when fish, you know, did our whole, Oh, we're going to strike against Falcone. At that point I was getting annoyed because 
I felt like we had a lot of that the first 10 episodes. And at this point, it's time for her to do something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when we were on Spider-Man Crawl Space um, during Superior Spider-Man, Chris, mm-hmm. yes, Chris, our friend um, from Comic Book Film Review, um, he had a comment about the Goblin storyline where there was basically like, you know, the Green Goblin, it would cut to him a lot and he'd basically do like fish, say, you know, saying stuff but never doing anything. And at one point, Chris got frustrated and he said a line, which was, uh, I don't want to see the goblins again until they do something. And that's kind of how I feel about Fish now. I don't want to see her again now until she does something because, you know, I was over her doing Falcon is a weak old man. You know, as much fun as it is to intimidate. But the second half of the episode, you know, once it kind of got going, I, I enjoyed it. And. Mm-hmm. I think that the folk, you know, they, they're kind of learning from some of their mistakes. Like, we didn't see Bruce this episode or Alfred, which, as much as I like Bruce and Alfred, I don't like every character getting a scene every episode mm-hmm. because it slows things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't see them. And I, I actually wondered when Selena said, I know of a place we can go. I wondered if she was going to bring Ivy to Wayne Manor. <laughs> After she said goodbye, like, last episode, she's like, hey, Bruce, I'm back. Here's another girl to kiss you. <laughs> she doesn't want Ivy anywhere near Bruce. Yeah. Could you imagine? Um, I have stuff to say about the whole apartments and who's living where, though. At one oh, point, no doubt. Then, yeah, yeah. At one point later, yeah. Because mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the second half of the episode, like I liked, you know, when the inmates broke out and seeing Gordon fight them off. I would have liked to have seen that sequence actually go longer because I feel like once they lock themselves to the other sides of the gate, it just like. Cuts to him, you know, the next time you see him, he's doing he's doing a toast with, you know, Sarah Essen and Bullock. Like, yep, we sure solved that problem. I was, yeah. like, I was like, that would have been the most interesting thing. It's kind of like the Gordon who fought off all those people in uh, Black Mask's uh, office building. Mm-hmm. So I like I like seeing him in action. Um, and I don't know, just the second half of the episode I, I was more into. And mm-hmm. even some of the mobster stuff, I was wondering, like, you know. Is Butch, like, exactly. playing both yep. sides? Like, mm-hmm. who's he being honest with? Because he technically, like, never told a lie to either of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe he was conflicted. Um, and I guess that that is something to ask. Like, do you think Butch went into that car knowing what he was going to do? Or do you think he was spending the episode trying to decide whose side he was on? I think he did... I think uh, the answer to that is yes. I think it was certainly both of it. I um, I really do feel like he was vacillating between the two options uh, because when Fish asks, you know, are you going to betray me? And he says, no, of course not. And then he walks away. You kind of see this face like he, he's not sure if that's a true statement. And then I think he's honestly considering his best friend's uh, – request slash offer of of joining him and he's trying to figure out which side i think he believes in more that they could actually take over this empire and i feel like he didn't make the decision until he got out of his car at the end of the scene because he was kind of sitting there and i I just felt like it was very last minute like i'm gonna stick with fish and whatever happens happens so I, i do think he was thinking about the entire episode, but it was that moment he knew what he was going to do when he got in that car. Yeah, there was um, there was something up there. He, I knew once he started talking, like I said before, I knew once he was talk, talking about the meat and letting yeah. letting that off his chest. I was like, yeah, he wants he doesn't want anything left unsaid before he does this to his friend. Mm-hmm. But you know, like when he goes back to fish and he says, you know, like oh, I'm you know I'm I'm working on him. And when the guys, and, but then he tells you know his friend, yeah, well, Fish told me the to work on you. He's mm-hmm. kind of, it's almost like something that Fish would do. Like you know, Butch has been working with her so long, he knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's nineteen fifties doo wop music because these are gangsters, yeah. they're Jersey yeah. boys. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it reminded other- me of the since we always have to make smaller references. It reminds me of that one episode where he um, touches <gasps> the know. medallion and goes back and well, he like, sees when <laughs> his father joined. Yeah, Jarrell with a uh, Lana Lane. <gasps> that, that, that was that was that was weird. 
<laughs> I remember the internet was like so confused. Like, like, wait a minute. Like, did like did Clark's mom and Lana's mom like get together? But I don't. I don't think it was Lana's mom. It was like Lana's no. aunt or something. Yeah, or... they just looked exactly the same. <laughs> that but was anyway, a, that was actually kind of creepy. I just remember pop, 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 pop. I remember that song and stuff. Yeah, I can't see anyone but you. Yeah. Shabop, 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 shabop. But otherwise, you know, we didn't see Falcone this episode, you know, which is no. fine because, again, too much, too much focus. But I guess on the subject of mobsters, we did see uh, Maroney. And uh, mm-hmm. I said a lot last season that we have our moments where Penguin's a good mastermind, but we also have moments where, you know, he does stumble, like trying to hold those frat boys hostage and doing a bad job of right. it. Or, yeah. um, or when he told uh, Maroney, you know, that he was Fish's old, you know, umbrella boy and he almost got mm-hmm. killed. Yeah. So I feel like this was another one of those moments where, Stepping you know, out. he stepped he, – he overstepped his bounds yeah. and he got in trouble and, you know, not going as planned. Unless, you know, like Penguin, this is his way of like tricking Maroney into thinking that, you know, he's impotent and like not a threat. Yeah. Uh I feel like it's uh, – I do feel like that's it because you, you can never underestimate Penguin. But I also think it's him testing how far he can get. And I think it's also like seeing what are Moroni's weaknesses. Because of his ultimate allegiance is to Falcone, I, now all the time I'm watching, I'm seeing, well, what is Penguin doing right now that could aid you know, Falcone? So – uh, yeah, it's very interesting. If you think about it, a lot of the uh, the episode, you you do see fish here and there, but it's more about the people working for the the key players. Because Butch is working for Fish, you've got Penguin. Well, Penguin's always there, but you know, working for Moroni and how those smaller working for pieces Moroni are and working. Falcone. Yeah, exactly. So, how are these smaller pieces going around without the cats around and and getting a look? Because we haven't really seen a spotlight on Butch yet, so that was nice. Yeah. Well, and and part of me was wondering, was Bush the best person for this? Because I feel like I wasn't emotionally invested in, like, you know, Butch's dilemma. You know, mm-hmm. it was just uh, maybe we were supposed to feel more, you know, when he killed his best friend or something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we're just told of their history. I mean, it's maybe if he and this guy, if we would have seen them together in previous episodes and known of their history. But then that goes into the problem that I've been saying that there's too many plot lines going along, right. you know, when would you have fit yep. that in? So, yeah. And I think you, you just have to choose someone that we've seen from day one mm-hmm. and everyone else under fish has like been kind of killed or has messed up along the way. And Butch is the one constant. So I think we just had to choose or they decided to yeah. choose someone like that. Butch is the exposition boy, you know, like yeah. the one that fish like tells all of her plans to, so that the audience can know. But yeah, yes. but, yeah, but that moment where Maroney's yelling at Penguin in jail, that was when I realized this is Dexter's friend, Angel Batista. Oh. I was like, and now he's Italian. This is see, their faces look different because when he's Angel and when he's um the love interest for Cameron Diaz and Annie, he kind of has a beard, you know, a small beard, and here he's clean shaven and a different nationality. So there's there's that but Maroney Maroney's got a temper on him you know like Mm -hmm. we've kind of seen that like he's he's kind of unpredictable and maybe that will come into play later um but we we got a reunion with Oswald and Bullock this episode that we did Mm -hmm. I like that it was fun um mainly because Bullock said that no I like you in there I can see you at my desk it'll cheer me up or whatever he says and I thought oh man that's classic Bullock but it's also funny because Penguin and Bullock have not at all the same relationship that Penguin and Gordon do Mm -hmm. and so I think perhaps he was trying to play that and now he realizes that uh, Bullock is not uh, going along the same way well and (laughs) most of Bullock's problems happen because of Penguin you know (laughs) so Bullock would not be but we got a better reunion this episode Bullock Gordon and they kiss Exactly, exactly. I think there there are actually a bunch of shippers in this episode. It's shipper-tastic, I would have to say. Um, I loved that reunion. And I know you're being facetious with this case. <laughs> but it's funny because for <laughs> episode... Why are you laughing? I don't know <laughs> I, just, I just love how critical you are of me being critical <laughs> of the kiss. Of course. Well, I don't know. What episode are we on? 11. 
11. Okay, so for 10 episodes, I feel like we've had this slow burn. I'll probably use that phrase for a long time. Uh, a slow burn between Bullock and Gordon and just not liking each other, deciding, well, we got to work together at least, kind of getting along, and to come into, you know, an embrace and... Mm-hmm. And even this, you know, this little peck, which is just a, a funny thing for Bullock to do. And, of course, Gordon was so turned off by it. But I just thought it was amazing. Like, they finally, you know, he misses him. And, you know, this is the partnership that, that I think we've waited for. And, and I guess all it took was being uh, put into Arkham Asylum. But I actually really loved that moment. It was one of my, my favorites. I <laughs> I think ent- it was Entertainment Weekly. I, I read one website, like, and it it gave a bad review of the episodes. And one of the things that they said was um, that they did not like, you know, Bullock being so happy to see Gordon. They said, like, I thought that they hated each other. You know, what's going on? And it's like, well, you know, that's what the last ten episodes were for. Like, you know, they went through these trials by fires together, and they did yeah. bond over it. And you know, he was sad to see him go at the end of Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, and he was willing to die in that mission with him. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's too soon to see them working together again for this reunion to mean anything? Um. Well, how long has Gordon been in the... I mean, it's too soon for viewers, I guess, but how long has Gordon been in Arkham Asylum? However long uh, Barbara Keene's been in that bed. Oh, good gosh. I feel like it's been a little while. I mean, do you think it's a month? Do you think that's too long to say? I don't know. Like, I mean, three or four years from now when people are binging this on Netflix, like, you know, it'll be like five minutes. Right. You know, like, I mean, they won't know, like, when the mid-season break was. They'll just be watching. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a reasonable amount of time. And he's not back yet. I mean, it seems like they'll work with him next week. But I don't know when he's really going to get out of Arkham. Yeah, I feel like he had been there for a while, but at the same time, like, the way he was being yelled, it, it was as if, like, he was a recent recruit, you know, the stuff that they were saying to him. Um, and I, I was wondering, you know, who's who's doing this, you know, electroshock therapy stuff, because obviously I was like, all right, the the show wants you to think that it's Gordon Superior, you know, and they're like, they're kind of leading you there, but he's too obvious, so it's probably not him. But then at one point towards the end, I was like, well, maybe it is him. Maybe it's that obvious because it, I, like when he showed up, when Gruber was like attacking that guy and he's like, well, hello, doctor. I thought it was like, hello, like he's in on it. Yeah. But then we see him dying. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I was glad they swerved that. And I, I was suspecting Dorothy because she was just kind of always there. And I mean, going back to, you know, Superior Spider-Man, like Mason Banks was Liz Allen's assistant and he was always there. I knew something's up on him. Like, you don't have a random background character for no reason unless they're going to play off later. And, you know, you wouldn't have had Nurse Dorothy. You would have had, like, they would have had Leslie in that role. So this extra person was there to basically be the villain or ultimately a red herring. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a, a bad sense about her starting with um, when Aaron was sitting in the seat, and it almost seemed like she was coming to his to his rescue, saying, "Aaron never lies." I just thought this is a little strange. He's like looking at her. Uh, yeah, and then there was that moment when I texted you and said, "I've got. I don't trust that nurse." Well, they're like going in the basement, you know. Exactly. She's like, "Let me take like, you oh. to the basement." Yeah, and yeah. like. I think I was a few minutes ahead of you, and you texted me like, yeah. "I don't trust the nurse," and I said, "You're right not to." But then, like, <laughs> yep. but then when they meet Leslie, and like, you know, and the doctor has the epiphany, like, "Oh no, it's her!" Like, I was wondering for a split second. I was like, "All right, they've already changed a lot. Like, what if they do make Leslie evil? I mean, you yeah. know, what's to stop them from doing it?" Which I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. But uh, mm. uh, how, how did this woman like just become a nurse and like? The guy like like oh yeah she used to be a patient like he li- they yeah well it it explained for one second at the end that apparently once it got shut down and she like waited it out but then like she, waited it out she just the- pretended to be a nurse and nobody yeah double checked it I and guess, like I this, don't know. this guy knew her as a patient and it didn't like hit him that she wasn't like you know staff. I, it seems like he had his hands full because of this starting up. It seems like he was undergoing a lot of pressure, so I don't know. But it, I think it is a plot issue. Yeah, I kind of call shenanigans on it. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying that. If we were to explain it, it'd be that the guy was under a lot of pressure 
and uh, I mean, he realized at that moment, but then like even then, like yeah. Bullock's like, wait, you 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 have a name, don't you? Like, I feel like he'd be a lot more shocked. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this person is. Yeah. I don't know. Like the way that that worked out was a little confusing to me, and I feel like even though his hands were full, it would have it would have come up somewhere that this person wasn't a nurse. Like, does she even have medical training? You know, mm-hmm. like, like, like wouldn't Gordon be thinking like, wow, you know, this nurse doesn't know how to use a needle. Although I guess you don't really do treatment at Arkham, you know, as we learned then, like, cause right. that's what he and Leslie, well, what, what did you think of Leslie and her and Gordon? Do you, are you, are you shipping? I actually really am. Um, and it's funny because sometimes they bring on new characters and put them with other ones and you're like, oh, give me a break. This isn't going to work out at all. But I was already getting some chemistry, I feel, off of those two. And I thought to myself, this woman has it together. Volkow, she's so caring towards the, uh, I thought it was funny when she slaps the, the guy and he's like, no, he's okay. But then, you know, she wouldn't take gordon's heeding or she wouldn't heed his caution of 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 danger because she said no these patients need me and i thought man that you know that really is leslie and i just thought this woman's got it together he needs to date this one and get rid of that other one uh i don't know if it's going to happen however well barbara uh, gordon also, has to be born still so i don't know well, maybe barbara gordon's actually the daughter of leslie Tompkins. i also look at the tv <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> in a twist. In a how, twist how would you feel about TV. that as a Barbara Gordon fan? The, the parentage doesn't matter to me as much as, you know, how the character actually turns out. Now, I will have to say that, um, you know, 90% of the time I, I would prefer Barbara Gordon's father to be Jim Gordon. But I guess it works out if he's in a dub. But 90% of the time I prefer that. But really the mother doesn't matter. We've seen in comics anyways that she's kind of messed up. Um, you know, I, I also, when, when the show starts, I saw like TV 14 LSV and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what the S is. But I realized what the S was. Um, at, cause I wondered, Oh man, are, is something going to happen in the closet in Arkham Asylum? Be too soon, I guess. But no, overall, I really liked the, the Leslie Tompkins character. Like I said at the, you know, at the beginning of, of this episode, I thought that she really came on strong and I really accepted her right away as Leslie Tompkins. And I totally, I totally ship her and Jim Gordon. Well, I do have some good news for you. <gasps> There's um there was a preview on Facebook of like not like a particular episode but just like the second half of the season and I saw Jim Gordon was kissing someone who very obviously was not Barbara <gasps> Keene. So I rewound it and I was like, It's Essen, it's Essen and I like paused it. And it was not Essen. It was it was one Leslie Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Le- Leslie Thompson, wow. Yeah, yeah the Flash that? Thompson sister. It was one Leslie Tompkins. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, so there's that. Um, in fact, he'll probably like try and contact Barbara, and she'll be like, "You know what you did." So then he'll go with Leslie to retaliate, and then Barbara will be like, "Jim, I'm ready to take you back since you didn't cheat on me." And then Leslie will like come out of the bathroom in Barbara's bathrobe. Oh gosh, <laughs> three's company. Yeah, uh, I, I liked her. I, I wish that they're, and I liked her kind of teaming up with Jim when you know. Mm-hmm all the Arkham inmates escaped and kind of fighting off together. And I was, I was a little worried for both of them. Like, how are they getting, I do love when he took command and like, you all get back to your cell. And for a minute I was like, what if this works? You know, know, cause they stopped and wondered too. And and I felt like we were seeing a little bit of his, um, his military background. Yeah. I would not have minded if it worked. Cause this isn't the Arkham asylum where like, you know, the inmates are Joker and two face and Mm -hmm. you know, and everyone doesn't belong in there. Remember? <sighs> to <laughs> continue he, on, my he friend. was he was there in Killing Joke. Just saying. Whatever. Whatever. Um, he's there plenty of times. Um, he's there in the animated series too. Um, well, that's a mistake on the creators. A, a mistake that's been repeated many, many a times. I know because Stella hasn't been there to snap them out of it that he belongs in black. Well. The point is, this is this is an Arkham Asylum where like the Sinister Six of Batman's world are not there yet. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know these are like regular inmates. Some of most of which are actually insane. Who I can't imagine like if Gordon barked like that, like maybe they would listen. Maybe they you mm-hmm. know 
would respond to his authority. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the direct, which is fine that the scene didn't end that way. Uh, Do you, I, I did wonder why they didn't show how they got back under control. Cause it seemed like yes. when Gruber, well, when Aaron and Gruber break through, it seems like everything's under control. Cause he got the guard in there and everything. But I wondered how, how could they possibly, they're so understaffed. How could they possibly get all those people, inmates back into their cells? That's what bothered me about like, you know, they're locked behind this gate and I was thinking, Oh man, how are they going to get out of this? And I'm thinking, Maybe Bullock will come and save them, and I was like, I don't know though. Like you know, obviously they're not going to die, but this is a. But then you, you, they just lock themselves in that thing, and the next thing you know, he's popping champagne with you know Essen and Bullock. Like, yep, yeah. we sure solved that problem off screen. Uh, but I maybe it was a deleted scene, or we needed more time to have you know mobsters singing doo wop and talking about cannolis mm-hmm. while they while they shoot each other. Uh, <laughs> I'm a I little think hard. Talking on. about lunch meat, actually. Lunch meat from uh from the Dixon Run. Oh no no, you mean the actual lunch meat that they stole? There was a there was a mobster named Lunch Meat in Chuck Dixon's run of Nightwing. Mm. He looked like Danny DeVito. Uh, bar there was some barber shipping in those issues, so you've probably you'll probably read them at one point. Uh, but I guess you know what barber shipping that does bring us to heavens above. Heavens, heavens above indeed, and she had the pills at. Um, when Montoya said, I'll leave, you can stay here, it's like, wait, what do you, why are you leaving? She has an apartment. I mean, obviously the Gotham City Sirens are staying there, but like, she, like, that's not Jim's apartment. Like, in, oh, the, in the pilot, it's established that they're not living together yet, because she says, when I'm Mrs. Gordon and you're living here all the time, which means that he doesn't have like his own apartment. I mean, he doesn't live there. He has his own place somewhere else that we still haven't seen. And at one point when he's asleep in the episode and he wakes up, I'm like, is this his apartment? Are we finally seeing it? But he was at Arkham. But why is Renee like offering Barbara to like crash at her place when Barbara has like a luxurious condo, you know, that's supposedly empty? Because Barbara is like a firecracker or about ready to explode and Renee just wanted to back off so she didn't get burned. Do you think Renee was wise? To back off and leave her apartment? Well, no, to, to dump her. Yes. I mean, at least she was the one, she said that we're toxic together. And I thought to myself, you know, at least she's making a wise decision because Renee was the one who kept saying, you know, she has changed. She's not into, she's not doing what she had been doing. And so to realize that they were, going back on on those old habits uh i'm glad that somebody and of course it's going to be renee i think she finally has a good head on her shoulders decides that it's it's probably not a good thing you and i so yeah to say that she needs to go would be great but she should have kicked barbara out i feel but barbara was about ready to explode yeah, um, and I could see Barbara's frustration because she gave everything up, like, for Renee, and now Renee's like, yeah, you know, we're toxic, you're toxic. Like, it, that's actually one of the better Barbara – I mean, as stupid as some of the stuff was, that was actually one of the better moments that Barbara's had in the show because it was, you know, real emotion and not her doing something stupid or not leaving her house or leaving her house to go see Falcone for some stupid reason. Coming back and ruining everything at the end of Penguin's Umbrella. Um, But then she does call, um, which I guess we're establishing that this show is on like a weird timeline where like it's the not too distant past. But I feel like call Jim on his cell phone or something. Um, Because like what you broke up and he doesn't live at your place. So wouldn't she? Apparently he does. That's the only set of keys he has. But he hasn't been there long enough that like Ivy and um and Selena are like, well, no one's been here for like a while. Well, how I don't know. I felt like it was because he was pulling some overnighters to solve that case. I feel like under normal circumstances he would have come back when the girls were still there. But why but that's not his place. It's his ex fiance's place. When your fiance dumps you, you don't live at her place anymore. He's living there. <sighs> 
He shouldn't He's be, though. Living. I know he shouldn't be, but he, if, he he walks in at the end and is calling out her name. I know. Thinking that she's there. If it wasn't for that first episode and that line about, like, him not living there, this this would be different. I would assume that they just had the place together or, like, we're I living. I think you, you have to erase it. I think there's some sort of mistake and the writers have forgotten that. <laughs> it, it's, I'm, I'm not kidding. This is like I, the I penguin think... and the whole dishwasher thing all over again or Bruce well, going to school. Probably. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but okay, because I don't know if I if if I was dumped by my fiance and she went off somewhere, I, I couldn't be living at her house. And if she called the house and answered, and that's why I was wondering too, like Ivy, why are you picking up the phone? But I guess she wanted to play a prank. Um, <laughs> and and oh my gosh, what type of person is she? So high on drugs that she doesn't realize <laughs> she's talking to a child. I thought this is the most ridiculous thing ever. The, not only does she think scenes. not only does she think that Jim is having an affair, she thinks that the affair is happening at her house. I know. Like <laughs> that that is lower than low. And she's the one who left him to go cheat. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> These Which two is, yeah. need to go through a lot of therapy if they're going to have James Jr. and Barbara and Well, that's to- probably why James Tony. Jr. is so messed up. I know. <laughs> How'd Barbara turn out so well adjusted? Because Wesley Tompkins is her mother. <laughs> this is your new fan theory now. It's, it's the- because, yeah, she's got it together. <laughs> I mean, Barbara does not stand a chance of being born at this rate, I'm telling you. like. Well, no, it seems like she'll be born first with the rate of Jim Gordon and Wesley Tompkins. Well, well, we only know about a kiss coming up. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, t- I did text Don, who I guess listeners are wondering, where's Don? And, you know, st- I asked Stella, and she said to me that she saw him in North Carolina and has not I seen did. him since. So it's a mystery. Yeah. And um, it's a bummer, too, because they uh, the inmates were doing Shakespeare. I thought it was Tempest. But I don't know. If I, I heard them say Shakespeare, but it wasn't one that I recognized off the top of my head. I was like, oh, Stella will enjoy this Shakespeare. Yeah. I feel like it was the Tempest, but I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. Donovan can write into our show. I don't think Donovan's the Shakespeare expert. He knows Shakespeare really well. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I learned. I learned something. He and I have never <laughs> spoken about that. Oh no! But I did text Don, and I said, I and I teased him, and I said, in this episode, Barbara Keene suspects that Jim Gordon is cheating on her with Ivy Pepper, and he texts back, "What? Doesn't he realize she's a child?" Like I was yeah. like, "Well." <laughs> She doesn't exactly realize that now. And I do have to say, with regards to Barbara blowing up and, and all of that, and in the drugs and everything, I really feel like she's reverted back to her old self because of guilt. Uh, I, I just feel like all of this stuff, going back with Renee, was just not made in a good place, and it was more to get away from Jim and the whole situation. And so I think a lot of it is just like, you know... I made this terrible decision. I'm going to blame you, Renee, and I'm going to yell at you. But it's just not. It's not handled well, and I just, oh, man alive. When's the last time she took a shower, you think? (laughs) See, I don't even think she was in Lovecraft. I think, like, we saw her in the previous episode before Lovecraft, uh, which was, I don't remember what it was called, Harvey Dent, maybe. I think that's the one where she's gone. So, like, uh like yeah harvey dent <laughs> whenever that episode aired because that's when yeah. we saw her lying in the bed and see like in harvey dent she was suffering more from ptsd like you know because the whole right. mr zazz uh-huh. and carmine falcone thing and now like it's gone from ptsd to like she's in a depression like you can see when she's lying in that bed she's just yeah. like she's kind of lost the will to do anything and um yep. I saw a lot of angry Facebook comments like, does she even have a job? What's going on? Like, Well, yeah, she's an art dealer. She just doesn't go there. Now, we do – once you mentioned Harvey Dent, she, on, the, on Harvey Dent, she was on the left side of the bed. And in this episode, she was on the right side. So at least she did change positions. She rolled over. Yes, sir. When Renee, like, went to work – I hope Renee's going to work. Like, I think so. She rolled over to get the pills because the pills were on the other side of the bed. Oh my gosh. The wine was on the left side and the pills were on the right. Well, so when I say left and right. Physical like, activity. Like, yeah. 
Barbara. It's the it. it's the worst part of the episode, and and I'm just I, not I do I do like Barbara's worst. performance though. Like when Renee's yeah, dumping her yeah. in her anger, I felt like Barbara. You know, like I could kind of see Barbara's point of view there, even if I don't agree with it. Like I could see her getting mad. Like like, are you seriously doing this to me? Like mm-hmm. like leaving me out in the cold right now? Um, in my panties. Well, and and Renee's trying not to fall into that um that lifestyle. Did do you get yeah. more um. Alex and Piper. Alex and Piper, right? <laughs> I call her Pepper. Hi, Vita. Yeah, where I guess um, Alex and Piper. Piper is Barbara, yeah. And and when she was looking for her purse, I was like, "This is just like you know, Piper trying to find her pass. No, p- her passport. Oh gosh, yeah. Or whatever it was that she was trying to find when she right couldn't after leave. Alex's mother died. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was even wondering, did Alex? I mean, this is for the Orange is the New Black podcast, but like, I was even wondering <laughs> if Alex's mom like really died or if that was a ploy, you know? But then, like, what yeah. what would she have done once like she got you know Piper to the funeral, like just like throw yeah. a fake funeral for like a fake mom? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that that's Barbara Keen for the episode. I don't know, like, what, uh, we could talk about Gruber. Like, what did we? Mm-hmm. We're going to see him again next week, which I kind of like because when I was binging Dexter, um, even though they kind of had their like criminals of the week a little bit, there was overarching like, you know, storylines. Like instead of spending like, you know, one episode on the balloon man and one episode on, you know, the orphan stealers, like Mm -hmm. in Dexter, there'd be a criminal for like a particular season and you'd spend the whole season trying to find that criminal. And I. I kind of have that chill on the brain because I binged all eight seasons over the break. But, like, I did kind of prefer that, like, episodic feel. So not that I want Gruber to be, like, the villain for, like, the whole rest of the season. But, you know, I wouldn't mind if, you know, as long as it's a good villain, it takes multiple episodes to take care of them. Because it is better than the whole formula, you know, Mad Libs that they were doing before. Right, yeah. And I like how this... um I really liked the whole Arkham Asylum, this mystery, because you don't only see Jim Gordon and his struggles in this new position, which you see, like, him being put down almost as a rookie, and, you know, I feel like it's been a while since he's been talked to in this manner, but then really getting back to his roots as a detective and, and, you know, investigating, doing these interviews, I was like, oh, so he's able to, you know use his nature even in this strange place. So I'm glad that Gruber is able to, at least for these two episodes, if Gordon's going to remain in Arkham for a little while, to connect him back to being a detective and allow him that that little bit of freedom. But I, too, like the fact that we've got a bit of a a longer story with a more menacing villain um, just so that we can have a more interesting and drawn out story rather than it starting and finishing in one episode and it being wrapped up really quickly. This way we can expound it and, and have much more potential. Yeah. Um, I think Arkham Asylum needs more lights, by the way, even like during like the daytime, like that place was so dim. Yeah. I mean, you know, where's all that Wayne money and we're still waiting for the ancient Indian burial ground to pay off that, uh, that uh, what that like Penguin and Maroni were trading to each other. Of course, yeah. Um, are we going to talk about Selena Ivy or? Yeah, you know what? That's true. We should. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about other than like you know Ivy. Just why did you answer the phone? Oh, that's why you answer the phone. Oh, Ivy, why are you why are you trying the? <laughs> I know why. Okay, so I just realized Ivy doesn't want like her plan of like okay. Who stopped Ivy in the Batman animated series that we watched? Um, the be- like the Bring on the Batman one that we watched on BTO's anniversary. The Batman. Yeah, that Batgirl one. Batgirl begins. Yeah, so like, if it wasn't for Batgirl, her yeah. plan would have succeeded. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, and in Batman and Robin, who stops Ivy? Um. Well, Batgirl, because she okay. records her. Yeah. Yeah, and and she does the whole you're about to be compost. So Ivy Pepper knows this. So she realizes the only way her plans are going to work and the only way she's going to survive, she has to stop Barbara Gordon from being born. Okay. So her mission, it's like back to the future, but like reverse. She has to stop the mating of Barbara Keene and Jim Gordon, Mm -hmm. and this is how she's going to do it. Wow. 
So yeah. she's, yeah. Okay, birth control, basically. Birth control, yeah. She won't yeah. let Barbara, but what she doesn't realize is that Leslie's the real mother. Yeah. Cause not she only, many people do. Not many people do. It's, it's a little known <laughs> fact. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're blowing people's minds. I love how you're like, not many people notice. Like, this is now like an established, like. It is. <laughs> We're just Mark Doyle. I know. Yeah, you should like. Yeah, we're gonna read like the next issue of Batgirl, and like she's gonna get a DNA test done from Leslie Tompkins, and it's gonna like blow blow our minds. Like, no wonder I didn't like muffins. You're not my mother. Da da da. (laughs) Yeah, maybe she. Maybe someone still has that finger from uh, Barbara Gordon Senior. Gosh. I don't know. I mean, what do you think about the Selena Ivy thing? Otherwise, I guess my I thought it interesting. Just her in the rain, like those three scenes of what these people are doing. I think they showed Jim maybe in the beginning. Bullocks at his at his desk. Yeah, Uh, Barbara was in bed, and (laughs) and uh, Selena was in a cage in the rain, and. I guess it's supposed to – I was trying to figure out sort of the point of that whole thing. I mean is it just to show what these kids are going through, like how the other half lives? I wasn't sure about that. Then when she got up to this uh, this apartment, I thought two things. Number one, how did she get in? But, you know, she's, she's pretty crappy. She's so I guess she could. Yeah, I know. Number two, I was thinking, wait, how does she know where he lives? But then I remembered that he did bring her to her apartment. But uh, you also wonder if I how Ivy got in because wouldn't there that apartment seem so rich that it seemed like there'd be one of those those doorstop people, and wouldn't he stop her? Selena probably like threw something, and the guy like turned his head and then snuck him past. Yeah, I almost wanted Jim Gordon to come in so that there could have been a purpose to the whole scene because other than that, like finding warmth and having these two kids and. and trying to garner sympathy for them i really wasn't sure what the point of of these scenes were yeah i mean i guess they're gonna go somewhere with it and i like seeing two-thirds of the gotham city sirens together Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know in fact like aside from the phone call with barbara gordon i think that you could have cut this whole thing out of the episode because yeah i mean unfortunately like one of my criticisms of the show has been like the focus has been so, like, you know, scattered that, you know, when it's not scattered, we get stronger storylines. So I feel like if this would have been cut out, mm-hmm. uh, we would have been able to focus, I guess, more on, I don't know, you know, Leslie Tompkins and Jim making Barbara Gordon Jr. Mm-hmm. That would be – why would Jim name his daughter after his ex fiance who, like, cheated on him and took drugs? I'm not sure. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe Leslie wanted the name. To yeah, honor, maybe it's to, a family to, name from Leslie. To honor Barbara. Mm-hmm. Because she, too, had a relationship with Barbara. <gasps> <laughs> what is even happening right now? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Who is Barbara not? I mean, I, I was suspecting that Barbara, like, might have, like, you know, ran with the Falcons when she was, like, doing drugs. Maybe that's oh, why gosh. she went to Falcone Manor. I don't know. Oh. And then there's Liza. You know, we still don't know what's going on with Liza. We haven't seen her in a while. That's true, yeah. But I don't want any of those people to do to like to be seen again until they do something. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I'm tired of like just checking in with them. Yeah, on the BatmanUniverse.net, Alex Hay gave Rogues Gallery a 3.5 out of five. Okay, so he so he liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, and we're taking a break next week because there's some championship or fighting thing. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's some it's something happening next week. So Gotham will return on January 19th, I believe. The episode "What the Little Bird Told Him." So I guess it'll be about penguins and squealing. He's the penguin now, by the way, not just yeah. Penguin. I saw that. Yeah, he need, he the, deserves an article. An article. Yeah, that's what the is. It's an article. Okay, got it. There we go. (laughs) The more you know. So be here for that. Until next time, this is Josh. And this is Stella. And you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle Podcast. (laughs) 
that you, my Hobbit foot? <gasps> and I saw the Hobbit uh, over break. Oh, did and it live up to your expectations? I, I thought of you every time it showed a foot. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> by the way, by the way, are, are you recording? Uh, it popped up and said that it was. Um, okay. It says recording a call. Right. It, it doesn't tick by like it normally does, but uh, I guess yeah. Somewhat concerning. What do you mean? Oh well, it's a new version, so I think that. Are you gonna um go to um the wedding shower what with wedding me? Wedding shower. Um the the one for um um and Mrs. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You see that like thing where like they had to like guess who everyone was in the show. Yeah, I didn't read it. Like, I was who's reading, the, who's like the at least the the picture and then the quote that they had picked and I thought and some of those people said they had watched it. And they thought that you know, Lord Grantham was I think he's the butler. From what I remember. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you Who's who's the leg one? <laughs> and someone's like, There's I know there's a rapist on the show. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to roll, rock and roll? Recording a call right now, so I'm hopeful that. Well, worst comes to worst, you know. (laughs) The you know, we have let we have two weeks until the next one. We record it again, you mean? (laughs) And then we have Donovan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I have like two versions, like a Donovan version and a Stella version, and I have the audience vote vote for which one's the best one. Okay. And I have the uh TV what if it's, open. What if it ties? What if what ties? <gasps> when people when the audience votes for which one was better? The one that I did with Donovan or I the one know. I did with you? Yeah. What if no one votes? Um it's likely. Well what if the back girl we all like hits the computer yeah, as yeah. it's rolling. <laughs> What's with you and that wheel all of a sudden? <laughs> I was thinking of that today <laughs> and your reaction to it and that made me smile. I just get these random like things like 